Good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I am Ken Walls and I'm your host. And today I have the one, the only Mr. Andrew Locke will be joining us. You guys may or may not have seen him before, but he is one of the top Disney experts in the world. He is more traveled than anybody I know. Like the dude is always, it's like where in the world is Andrew? <laughs> like get rid of Waldo. It's Andrew now. So stay with us. We're going to chat. We're going to have a lot of fun. And uh, please be sure to share this out to all of your friends. See you in a minute. Let's bring Andrew on. Andrew, welcome to the show. Good morning, Ken. Good morning. You? You're you're in the United States of America today. Yes, I am. The last time I spoke with you, I believe you were in Spain. Yeah, that's that's where I'm living at the moment. Um, it's funny what you mentioned about uh, where is Andrew, because that is literally what my friends, that's the game that my friends and family play it's, uh, so you were spot on with that <laughs> i mean it's like you're all i'm like we'll we'll chat i we go a month or two whatever and uh, but i'll chat and and you're in like i'm like dude what like you were just in <laughs> nova scotia the other day and now here you are and <laughs> i do like, enjoy travel indeed. you do you do and i love that about you man so so, you know, um, you've been on before, you've shared, a, uh, you've shared your story, you've shared your history um, with the audience before, but I, I do want to um, talk a little bit about the, the, well, you have this amazing book, yeah. Walt Disney's Way. Thank you. Look. And I'll look at this. Now it's in stereo. Why is yours a different color? Because it, it's just the webcam, you know. Oh. It's not a different color. I wonder if my, <laughs> I wonder if mine. Uh, yeah, it I, that way. It's like a purpley color. The, yeah, yeah, it's a great. It's a great yeah. color. Look who's watching, Victoria. Hey, Victoria. Victoria, I I insist that you share this out. Share this out. <laughs> um. So she has so, a great show too. Oh, she's amazing. You're going to be on her show, right? I don't know. I haven't been invited, but I would love to. You haven't. Oh my gosh. I would I'm, I would go on just to hear her lovely accent. I, <laughs> she's a smart she's a smart cookie actually. She is incredibly <laughs> smart. Yeah. Very. I was talking about her to somebody else last night how she's smart she is. Us. Yeah, she's yeah. A, she's wonderful. So so Andrew um so you have um <laughs> look, look what Jay Fox says. What color <laughs> shirt are you wearing? Uh, this shirt is yellow. As you can see. <laughs> it's yellow. So, so you uh, let's talk a little bit about Disney and, and, um, and, and how, I mean, you're one of the top experts in the world when it comes to all things Disney. I mean, yeah, cause the, there's, there's only one. No. <laughs> 
the founder's gone. So, so, so talk about that. What in the world, like you've been to every Disney park in the world, right? Yeah. It all started when I was, um, a young British school kid. I mean, I'm still British, but, um, you're still, a kid. I was, uh, well, dual, dual <laughs> citizen actually to be, to be precise. <laughs> right, um, right. So, I was uh, sitting in a doctor's waiting room. I can't remember if I told you this story yeah. before. Um, and uh, I picked up this Reader's Digest um, magazine. And um, for the younger viewers, uh, it's a book. Where, and a book is sort of like an iPad, but made from trees. <laughs> right. And uh, <laughs> I was fascinated by this article about Walt Disney. And of course, I knew who Walt Disney was, but I didn't know anything really beyond that. Uh, you know, I was sort of 14 years old, that kind of age. And um, at the time, I was being very badly bullied at school, uh, which was very unpleasant, you know, for no other reason than being a good student. I was have my head shoved down the toilet and all those nasty things. And um, so I was feeling pretty down. And good morning, Robert. Um, and uh, anyway, this article just really captured my attention and imagination. And I just really resonated with Walt's story, his early upbringing. Yeah. And I was so fascinated. I, I uh, sat up in bed that night and read the full article. And um, from there, I was... <coughs> excuse me it literally started a <coughs> excuse me hope i make it grab a, a um, water a lifelong obsession with with walt and um just you know really analyzing who he was and what he because he was certainly a genius you know visionary uh, his achievements are quite extraordinary um in every aspect of his life and uh for what yeah for whatever reason i just latched on to him as my specialist topic and um yeah thank you victoria i wish i'd known that back then <laughs> there's jill um, jill's on here too hey jill nice to see you um so yeah i just you know i read every book about him that i could find i watched every documentary and you know there's a bunch of them and um eventually Oh, excuse me. Just dry. Um, eventually, I was able to visit all the D Disney theme parks around the world, uh, which so, was a real treat. And um, yeah. yeah, you know, it, it just, uh, I, about four or five years ago, I realized that there wasn't really a book specifically for entrepreneurs. So that's why I um, decided to write the book. And, and, so in in all so you've been to every Disney park in the world, right? I have. Um like there's one in Japan, like, isn't there? Like there are probably everywhere. hundreds of times. What? Yeah, I don't know if that's I'm just gonna raise my laptop up a little bit. Um yeah, hundreds of times. To uh, each one? To certainly to Florida and Disneyland. I've had annual passes for years for those. In fact, there's a special annual pass that most people don't know about that actually gives you access to um, all the parks in all the Disney parks in the States. Um, but yeah, there's, there's actually two in Japan, uh, which are by far the most um, detailed and elaborate 
of the Disney parks, though they spent the most money. Disney, interestingly, doesn't own the J Japanese parks. They uh, had a consortium of investors approach them um, around the time that they were planning uh, Disneyland Paris, originally called Euro Disney. And uh, so it was just too much for them to, to do it themselves, and they didn't have the money anyway. So, but, but this uh, group of investors said, you know, if we pay you a ton of money, can we build a park and operate it, you know, under your guidance and direction, essentially a licensing deal. So that's how that one came about. And um, wow. they spent way more money than any other Disney park in the world. And it shows it's, it's uh, hi, Andrea. Do you know, um, Andrea? It's, it's incredible. You know, it's, it's, um, uh, they, they have a Disneyland, which is very similar to the original Disneyland in California, but they also have a, a park next to it called Disney Sea or Seas, which is um, um, it's actually right along the coast and it's water. Uh, a lot of the attractions are water themed, but it's, you know, it's, it's very, it's completely like any other Disney park. It's um, it's huge. It has, many great ride shows and attractions and um, themed areas. It's wonderful. It's really, really incredible. Uh, Victoria asked what my favorite is. Uh, I would have to say, actually, and I didn't think I would say this before I went, but it, uh, Shanghai, which is the most recent. And, and the reason Shanghai. Is, yeah. Did, did you know there was a park there? No, Shanghai. Yeah, yeah. So that, <clears throat> that opened probably, I'm guessing, like maybe five, six years ago, something like that. And um, it is by far the most technologically advanced Disney park, really? in fact, any, of any theme park in the world. It's incredible. They have a, the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. I went with a friend of mine and um, we both looked at each other after the ride finished. We were like, this was absolutely insane. Like, you, really? it's so difficult to describe that ride because... It, it the ride actually takes you underwater, not literally, but you feel like you're underwater, and wow. you go past these massive uh, pirate ships, and it's just it's it's on a whole different level of technology. It's also where they have the Tron ride, which they're now building at Magic Kingdom in Florida, and they've wow. had that ride for five or six years, where you you literally step onto one of these. Uh, bikes which is all lit up in neon it's a single rider uh, roller coaster there's nothing like it anywhere in the world very um innovative anyway so yeah it's it's um i would say shanghai and then and then uh, the two parks in tokyo would be my favorites so the the u.s doesn't even get in the top three wow well where it um, all started i mean i love them all in truth i do but I uh uh just in terms of you know, because they're more recent and, you know, for Japan, they spent so much money on it. It really shows, you know, they're so unique. Wow. So, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Wow. So, so what, uh, I guess my question would be what in your mind, what sep is it the technology that separates the number one from number five or um, what? in terms of Disney, um, it's a lot of things, really. It's, uh, um, you know, because a lot of the a lot of the parks have crossover rides, shows, and attractions. For me, 
you know, I'm I'm obviously drawn to the air elements that are unique. Um, and um, oh, that's what... interesting. Jill said she's got a great aunt who worked for Walt. That's very interesting because we can come back to that because there's a very um, specific requirement to have your name in a window. Um, but yeah, so, so, you know, the uniqueness of different attractions and shows and so on. And um, uh, there's, they have a park in Hong Kong too, which is uh, one of the, I think it's probably the smallest one, um, although they have made some expansions there. And just seeing how they've sort of integrated the different cultures there. Um, you know, when they built uh, Paris um, Disney Disneyland, that was one of the first to really embrace alcohol, <laughs> which was different <laughs> at the time. Since then, you know, many other parks have done in a lot uh, greater extent. But it's it's just interesting to see the cultural differences, um, how they've approached um, um, fitting the park into. So it sort of bridges both American culture and the culture of the local country. Um, and that's one of the joys of travel, to be honest, is, is just experiencing different cultures and the ways that people, different ways that people do things around the world. You know, it makes you far more tolerant of different cultures. It makes you far yeah. more aware. And um, it's, it's just, you know, it's fun and exciting uh, to do that. And um you know, generally, I found that the average person that I meet around the world um, just is, you know, wants to get along with their neighbor, whoever that may be, even if they're from a, a different country. And, yeah. uh, you know, that's a, that's a nice thing to remember because there's so much divisiveness and um, yeah. unrest, unfortunately. But my experience has been that the average person is uh, very kind and helpful and wants to get along with their neighbor. I, I totally agree with that. So l let me ask you, how many um, how many countries have you been in? Oh, you know, I've, I've never counted, but um, the only um, continent I haven't explored um, extensively at this point is Africa. Um, no particular reason for that, just uh, just sort of circumstances. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's just it's wonderful to see the world and just incredible variety, absolutely incredible variety. Um, yeah, that's true, Jay. The hidden Mickey's. Yeah, they they like to um, the Imagineers like to sort of integrate and embed some fun stuff for it's the crazy. repeat repeat visitors to, to find. Yeah. And I know, and I, I know we want to talk about travel and stuff, but I, I want to ask you, because I know you also do, um, people sign up with you to go on these private tours yeah. of yeah. Disney. Now, do you get access to areas that the average person doesn't? Uh, we do. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately okay. during COVID that, um, has been removed even for Disney's own guests. Oh wow! Um, so it'll come back again. But yeah, tra traditionally we can go to behind the scenes areas and um, see how Disney um, operates. And um, I built up a good relationship with them over the years. They do have their own internal uh, training program called Disney Institute, which is offered to corporations and very large companies, that kind of thing. But um, it's not really relevant to entrepreneurs and small business owners. Yeah. And it's also, you know, very, very expensive. 
So that's why I put together my program. I've been taking groups to Disney parks for, oh, probably coming on uh, 12, 13, 14 years now. And uh, it's a lot of fun. It's one of my favorite things to do, you know, to to get to um, show people around in that way. It's it's amazing experience. So um, Samuel says, I always noticed at Disney World, the international presence of family fun. We didn't have to be able to speak. Our smiles and frustrated parenting body language was always loud and clear. That's funny. That's so um, cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, the parks have become busy, uh, much busier over the years than Walt originally designed. And yeah, I would say a lot of things went off track. Uh, that's a kind way of putting it. You know, after Walt died, uh, yeah. the company was floundering for a little while. But, you know, now that it's a public company, which it wasn't back then, uh, they, you know, they answered to shareholders and um, it's definitely profits first, which it was not uh, when Walt was alive. He was never motivated by money. Um, he really genuinely wanted it to be a place where families could go that was safe uh, and fun and enjoyable and, and where they could um, uh, enjoy together this unique experience that he created. Because, yeah. you know, it really was it really was unique um still is yeah it still is you know he he didn't invent the idea of a theme park he he borrowed it from tivoli gardens in copenhagen a lot not a lot of people know that wow Um, but he did it you know he's in true american fashion american he he supersized it and you know (laughs) really went all out to uh to make it american style and uh did a great job you know it's amazing but he did not invent the concept of a theme park. Right. So uh, let me ask, how many, first off, how many Disney theme parks are there? Well, there's uh, two in um, California. The original one was Disneyland, which uh, opened in 1955. Then there's uh, California Adventure, uh, which uh, opened in the, I mm, getting my dates mixed up here, maybe late 1990s. Um, And then in Florida, we have four, uh, uh, Magic Kingdom, Epcot, um, which is probably my favorite um, of the American parks. Wow. Uh, Disney Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom, which was the most recently opened. But those are all the same, aren't they? I mean, they're on the same... I know they're different parks, but they they are classified as this different park because I mean, remember yeah. in Florida, uh, which is where I am now. Yeah. Um, they Disney has forty three square miles of space. That's uh, that, crazy. That they man. bought originally, Jeez. so those um, there are plenty more room to expand. But yeah, four four parks in California, one in Hong Kong, uh, two in Paris, one in uh, um, Shanghai and two in Japan. So 15 ish, I think, what is it? So let's see, two, six, uh, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11. Oh, 11. Okay. Yeah. Jill's right. Yeah. We, so we were, we were, um, I told you we went to Disney world, um, for a, it was too long, but anyway, <laughs> it was man. You can actually go too long. I you I'm, can you can I, get I'm, Disney out. Yeah. Oh, 
Um, but we stayed in the um, the hotel. Pace yourself next time, Ken. Pace yourself. <laughs> yeah, right. We stayed in the one where the the train runs through the center of the hotel. Yeah, the uh, contemporary resort. Yeah, the monorail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the monorail. That's yeah. very nice. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice place. But I, I you know, it's amazing going through. Um, going through that i mean not just that we went to all of the different hotels that yeah, did, yeah yeah and they're unbelievable oh like, they are so interestingly on that um when uh disney world which was it which was just magic kingdom originally opened in 1971 uh that re resort that you stayed at the contemporary resort which is sort of like the triangle yeah, yeah, inside yeah, sure. and the um the um what is it called the um polynesian which are both on the hi doug, Good doug wing. um which are both on the monorail track around um that area yeah those were the only two hotels that existed until the 1980s which like that blows my mind it's just that's what? shocking and now they have, I think, to, I mean, I lose track of it, but the last count was 23 different resorts. 23. Isn't that amazing? That's incredible. Yeah. That's so it was actually mean. Michael Eisner in the 80s who realized, hang on a minute, we're giving, <laughs> the early 80s, we're giving all this business to all these external hotels. And he was the one that went on a massive spree of building designing and building uh hotels yeah. within the disney world complex and they they've got some really amazing designed hotels that was one of his things was he didn't want any of the hotels to be kind of to look like a normal hotel he wanted them to be interesting designs and fun and yeah he said you know i want people to look at these hotels and for it to bring a smile to their face i want them to you know to stay places that they could never stay anywhere else in the world that was really a smart a smart move on his part actually yeah because you go to um i mean this is on a way smaller scale but here in ohio we have cedar point and we have um king's island right yeah. and and there's there's all these little crap hotels around yeah. that like, in, and they, they get the business. It's, it, well, it's that's, that's what brilliant. happened in Disneyland or around Disneyland. That was actually one of Walt's biggest regrets was that after Disneyland um, became popular. So remember when Walt built Disneyland, there was nothing around it. You know, it was, he built it in orange groves in Southern California. There was nothing around it. It was just empty land, but, as soon as Disneyland became popular, um, all these other companies started building, uh, um, buying up the land as fast as they could, faster than Walt could even realize. Oh. And they built these cheap, tacky hotels, some of which are still there in the Anaheim area, what's known as Anaheim today. And uh, it was one of Walt's biggest regrets. He hated the fact that immediately around the perimeter, were all of these crappy hotels and, you know, just nasty souvenir shops and so on. And so that was the reason why he built, first of all, why he bought so much land in Florida, because he really wanted Disney to be an escape from regular yeah. everyday life. He wanted people to be transported into this 
magical new environment. And it's also the reason why when you go to park, <coughs> excuse me, when you go to park at uh, Magic Kingdom, which was the original park, yeah. uh, you have to take either the monorail or a boat across the lagoon yeah. um, or in the monorail through the hotel where you stayed at the contemporary resort yeah um so there's this separation so he he was uh, a real um he really felt strongly that there needed to be that separation so that's why uh that exists it was directly because of what happened at disneyland he was really upset by what happened um with all those uh nasty hotels that that you know sort of sleazy and um yeah with these souvenir shops just very tacky yeah jeff jeff worked for disney abc he he actually that's jay fox that was just on he he's a nationally syndicated radio host buddy of mine mm. and and um he's 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 saying that michael eisner was a big plus for disney so i i think you know yeah, like all of your travels don't necessarily have anything to do with disney right well, sometimes they do, but, um, yeah. you know, not, uh, not the sole reason by any means. No. Yeah. So, so you've, you've, um, you don't know how many, how many countries you've been. No, in exactly? I should, I should count up, uh, certainly, um, 10. Oh my goodness. Over 150 <laughs> for sure. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. 150. Yeah. Wow, man. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. Why? Why I love travel? Why not? Uh, I know. So, what are some of the? Because I know you have this unbelievable show, and everybody needs to go to. I'm going to put your website up because oh, I thank think, you. Um, travelproshow.com um, and follow you, subscribe, buy everything you're selling. Like, <laughs> which I don't even know if you're selling anything. I'm not selling there. anything actually on yeah. Travel Pro Show, but it's um. It's it, awesome, man. It's I've passion, watched them. Yeah, it's a passion project right now. Um, and it's really, I, I started it uh, during the pandemic, which is not a great time to start a travel show. I, yeah, I no. Uh, but yeah, it's, I really just wanted to share, um, first of all, my passion for travel, but also more than that, um, for what I call travel pros, which are people that do travel a lot. Right. either for work or for fun, <clears throat> share some of the secrets and tips that I've uh, uncovered along over the years uh, to make it easier or, um, you know, to travel more comfortably, you know, to get more upgrades and perks and uh, VIP status and things like that, which, you know, contributes uh, a lot to um to the experience. So that's that's why I started the show. And I also wanted to make it an entertaining show. You know, there's a lot of dry British humor in there. And um, I um, uh, have some of the writers from some of the late night TV shows help me with uh, creating uh, the content, you know. So it's I really, really wanted it to be entertaining and, you know, fun and hopefully funny as well. And, uh, you know, there's there's nothing else out there that, that really is like it. And that's kind of, you know, what I was going for was to to make it very different. Uh, so it's sort of, you know, part news, part destination reports, but all kind of bundled under this banner of being fun and entertaining. Wow. I need to introduce you to my buddy, Pat Hazel, if you don't know Pat. No, um, no yeah, I would love he, to. 
he was a writer for Seinfeld. Oh, he really? Was, yeah. The yeah, first writer cool. and him mm, and his, cool. his writing partner. Yeah. Um, so he's funny. I mean, the dude is, you know, hopefully. You imagine. Yeah. <laughs> right. Writer, yeah. <laughs> right. But so, so, um, so what here's here's something that a, a little thing and most people don't don't ever do this right so um when you book a flight you can you can ask for an upgrade to first class and and quite yeah. often they give it to you like so what are some tricks with that yeah this is a really interesting one actually um it's kind of fun you brought this up because right now first of all uh, prices have never been so cheap for flights. Not every flight, but for a lot of flights. So yeah. as an example, um, last week I was in Maui, which is one of my favorite Maui? places. Yeah. Have last week. Yeah. Dude, what the heck, man? So this that, flight that... Wow. from LA on Hawaiian Airlines, which is a very good airline, uh, was $160 round trip um, including all the taxes and fees and everything. So wow. not only is that a ridiculous price That's for crazy. a flight to Maui, uh, which is about uh, almost um, or just under six hours, maybe five and a half, um, at the airport, and this would never have normally been possible uh, pre-pandemic, but because, you know, the, the flights aren't full, um, at the airport, I... Well, I, first of all, I looked online to see how much the upgrade was to first class, which is in Hawaiian Airlines case, is one of these seats that converts into a fully flat six foot bed. Yeah. So it's a very nice way to go to Hawaii. Uh, I think it was about, um, if you were to buy the ticket on its own, it was about 1500 each way. So about 3000 round trip. Um, anyway, so uh, I... At the airport, I was sort of keeping an eye on which seats were available, and there were seats uh, available on um, in first on class. In, in first class, yeah. so I, I went to the um, I went straight to the gate, and I um, I just said, you know, hey, do you have any uh, upgrades available? And she said, yeah, we do. Um, it's three hundred dollars. <laughs> so <laughs> I handed over my three hundred dollars. And that is uh, crazy. Flew to Hawaii in on a fully flat bed, yeah, <laughs> which was very, very nice. Um, oh my god! Now there there are lots of other ways actually to to get uh, first class seats. More more, it would take more time than we have available to explain them all. But uh, one of the other ways is to get status. I think I just saw a comment pop up about Delta. Um, yeah, it was just so, you know Justin, you know Justin Ben. Oh Justin, yeah. How yeah. do you get the bed seats? Yeah, so. Um, that's interesting. Oh, so he says domestic flight. So yeah, that's an interesting one. So, um, just Delta has a, their first class flagship product is called Delta one internationally. And those are their flatbed seats. Yeah. But, um, there's certain routes that they do, um, to, to move planes around domestically in the States where they also fly those planes. And, very often, um, the uh, prices are the same as it would be for just a regular first class seat. So, you know, so a few hundred dollars rather than, you know, the thousands that they would normally charge. Yeah. So that's a great way of trying um, that that product. And there's 
there's a few websites that will um, uh, enable you to see what routes they are. Delta doesn't tell you, um, you know, there's no list, but if you go to a site like, <coughs> excuse me. Wow. Talk about leaving us hanging. Did you, did you like that? <laughs> That was beautiful. Building wow. suspense. Go to a site like, and you then he disappears. This. I'm sorry, folks. He's gone. <laughs> Come back after the break, and I'll. <laughs> this I'll show is brought to you by Disney. Sites like that's yeah. Uh, just teasing. Uh, sites uh, like thepointsguy.com. Uh, you can find that. Hey, Jamie. Nice to Jamie, see you. Jamie, love you. Um, you know Cynthia Mannion? Hey, Cynthia. She came with me on my last Disneyland trip, which was... Is she um, awesome or uh, what? Actually, no, Disney World, yeah. Uh, which was... Oh, what? Yeah, Andrew and Dustin came, came with me to yeah. Disneyland. Wow. He, he said, and Andrew got us on the Incredible Star Wars. Yeah, I, I, uh, I set it up nicely because I told them, which is true, that... Currently, you can only get on the flag, the like the number one ride in the world, which is uh, Rise of the Resistance, the new Star Wars ride at Disneyland and Disney World. You can only get on that ride via a lottery. Can you believe it? So it's what? yeah, they have a lottery every morning at I think it's like seven o'clock. Wow! And uh, you have to press a button in the app, and it's just total luck of the draw as to whether you get. Um, oh my gosh! You know, whether you get get on it because there's there's more supply than or more demand than supply. Yeah. Anyway, so I told I was telling them this during the day because I knew Justin really really wanted that was his big thing. He wanted to see the Star Wars land and everything. Anyway, so right at the end of the tour, um, I said to them, um, uh, you know, I said, you know, sorry about the, um, you know, Star Wars, you know, being. A lottery and you know that's kind of how it is but uh today you won the lottery so uh we all got to go on it i didn't do the lottery but i, I managed to uh to hack the system with my connections and uh oh my we, i took them all on the ride and it was epic it's amazing right actually it's it's, wow. it's a very difficult ride to describe because it actually combines four different ride technologies that exist and it and it's one big long ride and i mean it's you're you know you're on the ship you're you've wow. got these um you know the big uh walkers like over the it's just like there's there's a lot of things in there that you think how the heck did they do that it's it's you know even someone who's into technology would think that was jaw dropping so it's, wow. it's by far the number one ride in the world i mean they really went all out with this ride it's incredible so, so I have a, a question that's not Disney related necessarily. Okay. Um, you know, cause I, I, you know, what you, the travel pro show is, is, is amazing. Everybody needs to go watch it and subscribe to your, you. your stuff. But, um, it, you know, the, besides America, because I know that's your favorite, um, what's your favorite country in the world that you've visited? Mm. <laughs> I said besides America, it's funny. That's a but, really um that's a really tough question because I like different places for different reasons. Mm. But I can certainly give you a, a top list. Um, how about the top three? Top three, okay. Uh I would say um Hong Kong. Uh, Hong Kong. which is I guess it's debatable whether it's technically a country and it's certainly changing a lot, but I love Hong Kong. 
um, Dubai uh, and Thailand would be my top three. Really? Uh, for different reasons. Thailand for the food and the people. Um, Dubai for having by far the most jaw-dropping, incredible um, attractions in the world. There's more Guinness records uh, related to places like, you know, the tallest hotel and the indoor skiing and the, the largest shopping malls. And, you know, just you could go on and on and on. Uh, the the um, the Palm Island that goes yeah. eight miles out to sea with Atlantis at the end of it. I mean, it's just, it's absolutely incredible place. Um, and I've got a lot of stuff coming up on the show about Dubai. Uh, and then Hong Kong for the really unique way that um, East meets West. It's, it's extremely modern in some areas and extremely traditional in others. And it's just a fascinating mix of those two um, those two elements, you know, really, um, I haven't seen that anywhere else in the world. Uh, so wow. yeah, different places for different reasons. And, uh, you know, but the whole world is just an exciting place to explore. And, you know, I, I, um, I read a, a sad stat that I think it was only 7% of Americans ha actually have a passport. Um, and, you know, while I agree that America has incredible uh, diversity and um, just, you know, it's, it's like many, many different countries rolled into one. It really is. And I love exploring the States, yeah. but, you know, beyond the, beyond the borders, there's so much more to discover too, which is one of the reasons I'm living in Spain at the moment, not forever, but just for a period it's, you know, it's a marvelous, uh, wonderful experience. Yeah. Ep epic adventures, you know, it's travel is just such a, a great way to broaden your mind, broaden your horizons, meet new people, experience different cultures, um, and uh, many, many more benefits too. So I, I'm so glad that I discovered travel fairly early on. Um, for me, it was the very first trip was um, to bizarrely Bulgaria, um, which was uh, wow simply because it was it was uh, the cheapest place that the travel agent offered my parents and uh, they'd never been it was um very much communist country but i just i was a wide-eyed probably at that time six year old something like that wow and i remember it vividly because uh just you know i was i was in awe at this very different place from where i'd grown up you know it's fascinating now you grew up in england right like yeah um yeah. I've been uh, grew up in England and um, like in, in London or around London? just outside London to the west of London. Okay. Um, and uh, I had the opportunity to um, to live in uh, Madrid um, when I was in my early twenties, which was great. And then um, in two thousand three, I moved to California. Yeah. And. Uh, uh, after a, a lot of uh, a big mountain to climb, let's say, um, I eventually got my green card. Uh, that's a whole different story, um, yeah. full of ups and downs. Yeah. But uh, and then five years after that, I was able to get um, dual citizenship. Wow. And uh, it, so having the two passports opens up more possibilities, too. 
and um but you know i still travel extensively as you know and uh it's it's just yeah. a wonderful thing to, to be able to do so spain and i i mean i i'm embarrassed to even say this i've never been out of the continental united states oh my god i know well i hold it i've been to the caribbean does that count okay. um on on a cruise but um so my, you know, why Spain? It seems like such an old country and I'm not, I don't know anything about it. So, um, but why, why would you go, you know, I think I want to live in Spain now. That is part of the appeal. I um, uh, went through a challenging breakup um, last year and uh, uh, that led me into a bout of depression and because um, uh, uh, we'd been together five years and it, you know, it really um, hit me hard. I thought my life was on one track to, um, mm. you know, to be married. And uh, uh, turned out she was on a different track. Let's say that. Um, oh, wow. And uh, um, yeah, it just it really it really knocked me. And um, uh, at, I, you know, of course, this is during the pandemic as well. And mm. um Jeez, I I really just needed a change, and uh, I I needed to be somewhere that was um, therapeutic, and you know that was supported my uh, emotional state at the time, which was you know not not yeah. so good. We all go yeah. through ups and downs in life. Yeah, yeah. and um, uh, I had some friends there that I visited in the summer, and I I just it reminded me how much I loved it. So you know, it's a number of reasons. It, it, it yeah. first of all, it's it is like going back in time, and and for me, I loved that. You know, I loved sort of a simpler life. Where I live is in a <coughs> excuse me. Ah, by the way, while he gets the uh, drink yeah. of water, I have to point out you have the most amazing glasses, dude. I love. Oh, I love thank the, you. Those frames are awesome. So I do, I do like them. They got red inside. Look. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's so awesome. So, um, so yeah. So I, I visited these friends, and I, I realized that how much I love Spain, and yeah, um, it's it's. I live not in the mountains, in a valley, but I'm surrounded by mountains. I'm surrounded by natural beauty. Wow. Uh, it's very unspoiled going to the little i mean i live in a village right yeah. so it's it's it looks like a movie set you know it looks like it you know because it, it is it's it's you wow. know many many hundreds of years old if not over a thousand years old so you know the every all the buildings are very old little narrow streets and um just wide what? enough for one car to get down um there's no, you know, big uh, shops. It's all these little kind of quaint little um, restaurants, local restaurants, and the food is amazing. Um, the wine is amazing. Uh, and the people are amazing. It's just a very relaxed lifestyle. Um, you know, in in a an evening, I can go to the village square, which is behind where I live, and they might have a little bit of music playing there. Um, I can read a book with a glass of wine. I can chat with some of the locals. Um, you know, if if like me, you know, you you needed to be in a place where you needed to recoup and recover and just 
you know, have a complete change of pace and, um, yeah. you know, get get into a better mental state uh, without the fast pace, you know, life going on around you. Um, there's no better place than the Mediterranean, you know, which encompasses Portugal, Spain, yeah. um, South of France, Italy, That's Greece. Wow. All of those are... are absolutely wonderful places um wow it's it's like going back in time that's the best way i can describe it you know not not in a that's not in in any way you know critical it's just that you know we we tend to live very fast-paced lives and sometimes we just need to take a step back and say hey you know just appreciate what's around us yeah and um going for for walks and bike rides within this incredible jaw-dropping scenery that's around me. I, I liken it a lot to if you've ever been to a place like Santa Barbara or um, Laguna Beach, somewhere like that yeah. in California. It's very, very similar. Uh, some beautiful coastal roads, some beautiful coastal resorts. Um, and um, it's, yeah, it's just a very peaceful place. It's the food is absolutely amazing, you know, very traditional food, the tapas, every restaurant serves tapas. By law, every restaurant has to, in Spain, has to offer a three course daily menu for about eight euros, which is like $10. $10 wow. Um, with a glass of wine. Um, and so, yeah, it's, um, Jamie's going to Santa Barbara. Yeah, I love Santa Barbara. Uh, so yeah, you know, does that help to explain it? It's, yeah, and I, I, you know, I, I have so many questions, man. <laughs> so like, you know, I, one question I'm gonna, th and you don't have to answer it yet, but I want you to 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 let it simmer. <laughs> sure, sure. So um, you know, I have a wife. You've met Jill, mm. and and um, it was so delightful meeting you and hanging out with you the time that we did. But the, you know and we have kids. Yeah. Right. So if you, let's say that you were to, you know, cause the, the best way to, to handle that, that crazy woman, um, I mean, your ex, I apologize. I didn't mean to call her crazy. <laughs> She's not um, crazy, but yeah, I, I, so, but, but you know, it's to move on. Yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so if you meet somebody or like, and maybe kids come up and yeah, I mean, yeah. At, at, at some point, especially with an infant, travel comes to a screeching halt. <laughs> like, well, it's very interesting you say that, and I'm happy to answer that. Yeah, but uh, uh, and so I, I how know. do you? How do you? What's? How do you anticipate the future of your travel? I see. If, I, I see yeah. where you're going with it. Yeah. Um, so, first of all, interestingly, the relationship that I was in, she had two kids, and. Um, uh, that was an adjustment for me because um, oh. I've never had kids, but I grew to love them very much. And yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, that was part of the challenge was my, my, I had um, been through a whole process to adjust my mind to um, being responsible for someone else's kids. And, yeah. um, you know, in addition to taking care of her and um, so, so my mind was attuned to, um, to, to not only doing that, but also moving to a country which I wouldn't have chosen naturally, which is where she lives, which is Sweden. 
And so she has uh, the kids every other week. And so um, as far wow. as the travel thing, it just, it, it actually, one of the the great parts at the time, but um, was that she also loves travel. And so we were able to travel every other week. Wow. Um, and we, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't every other week, but yeah, it, we, we were able to travel at least every month together. Yeah. And um, so that, that sort of um, uh, reminded me that, you know, even if someone has kids, there's, there's where there's a will, there's a way. And, um, uh, it, it, you know, if that if it wasn't if it wasn't that situation, you know, if they if the person had kids all the time, um, you know, we would find a way if if um, she was interested in in travel, yeah, you know, to, to make it work. And you know, I I often travel and see uh, parents who are traveling with with babies, and you know, it is an adjustment, yeah, uh, for sure. But, um, you know, they, they make it work. And, uh, yeah, and people on airplanes love screaming babies. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a challenge. There are challenges, of course, but sure. uh, it, it's, there, you know, there's certainly ways to make it work. And, right, um, right, right. You know, I, I had certainly hoped that it, that it would work, but, you know, yeah. for whatever reason, sometimes these things don't work out. That's right. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure I will meet someone uh, lovely and delightful in the future. It's uh, because God has someone better waiting for you. Well, so, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the, I mean, look, it's not everything's a fit. So I, 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 yeah. I get it. And yeah. I've, I've been there. So, so, you know, Jill and I, um, actually coming back from, um, North Carolina after hanging mm. out with you, um, we stopped in West by God, Virginia to get a, get a bite to eat. And I, I don't know, we were just in this great mood and this, this, this woman, this waitress comes over to us and, and we were talking about, yeah, we just got back. We're heading back from Charlotte. And, and this lady told us she had never been out of the town. Isn't that amazing? That she, and she was in her fifties at least. She had never been out of the town yeah. in what this yeah. tiny ass yeah. little town in West Virginia, man. Isn't and I was that, like, "Isn't that what? amazing?" I, I, it, I that used to shock me, but having traveled extensively around the states, it doesn't shock me now. In fact, I sort of expect it in certain areas. Really, uh, certainly Middle America for sure. Uh, I come across that a lot, you know. And I'm, I'm just this fascinating uh, British guy. Um, <laughs> Because, you know, they've never heard the accent. They've never met someone from outside their town, let alone, you oh. know, another country. And so, you know, we we have good fun with that. But, yeah, it is. Well, you know, it sort of speaks to the 7% stat that I, um, you know, that I uh, mentioned earlier. Um, uh, by the way, I, to, you sort of mentioning that made me think of something that I wanted to share that um, if uh, Victoria is still watching, she'll get a kick out of, was uh, I was in um uh saint augustine uh at the weekend i've never been there and i absolutely loved it it's uh in florida in florida yeah have you been there oh yeah jill and i went up the lighthouse did you go up the lighthouse beautiful i loved it amazing the the weather was horrible but (laughs) i had to go back because i loved the place it was it's beautiful live music yeah um beautiful scenery the uh, history and the museums. I loved it. Anyway, yeah. um, 
on the drive there, I was driving with a friend um, and um, I, I suddenly said, what the heck is that? And I pointed over and um, I'd never seen anything like this in my life. <laughs> and uh, he said that, oh, and it was like this gas station with a hundred pumps and it was like this massive uh, building. And he goes, that is called Bucky's. And yeah. I, honestly, I, so I, I made him like pull, I was like, we have to go in there. And I have never seen anything like this. In Tell me life. you got video footage. Though. I did. I got video. I got photos. I was going to say, cause Bucky's but, is like, Oh my goodness. Like, <laughs> I didn't know this thing existed. And I'm going to, I'm actually going to go back at some point and do an episode for my show. Uh, all about Bucky's because I just found it absolutely fascinating. To it is Bucky's is um, well, you could get them to sponsor that. Actually, Jill said your aunt and uncle live there. Yeah, her. We we went down. We in Bucky's years. No, no, in in St. August or in oh. Jacksonville. Oh, I see. Right or not Jacksonville? Right outside of St. Augustine. Yeah, yeah. We we spent about a week down there. It's beautiful. There's me. <laughs> With, with Bucky himself, I that know a lot so about Bucky's funny. now. Yeah, Bucky's like, is honestly there was like this row of um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, beef jerky, right? Or yeah. jerky, yeah. which we don't even have in England, really. You don't must have been like what? fifty different flavors. I know, dude. It Bucky's. was absolutely incredible. I can't believe you've not been. Bucky's is modeled after Disney, dude. It's I'm amazing. I'm kidding. It's massive, it. though. Yeah. It's, it's oh, crazy. I've never seen anything like it in my life. Yeah. So, and it started in Texas. Is that right? I don't know. I've heard. I've never stopped. I never have gone oh, in. Oh, I, you've I've got had, to. I'm, I'm going to be in Dallas next week, and I'm I, my intent is I got. I'm going to Bucky's. Oh, absolutely, Ken. It's so unique. I mean, yeah, I just that. I was uh, like in the the drinks thing, you know, with the soda fountain. They must have had. <laughs> I, at least 50 flavors there they had a whole big thing in the middle with guys making um pulled pork sandwiches yeah um they had uh i mean it's just everything was bigger and better than any other like by a factor of 100 it's, it's just like i'm it's yeah, crazy. It's I mean, crazy. you know, they had to have used disney as their model. Oh, i'm sure they did because interestingly i noticed a lot of elements that where they deliberately strategically were creating an experience. So I, I heard the bathrooms are like ridiculous. Like yeah, very spotless and huge. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, Samuel <laughs> says you can slice meat and get some. I can't even say that word. Worcestershire shit sauce. Yeah, yeah, that Worcestershire oh, sauce. That's you very make your own jerk. I can't believe you don't have you don't have beef jerky in England. Well, I mean, I've seen it you know in a few places but it's not a thing really it's not popular do, do you, you know? do you go back to england very often i do yeah i, yeah. I go back to stock up on chocolate uh <laughs> among other things uh no i yeah my parents are there so i visit yeah. them regularly I love spending time with them what so so tell me because we haven't talked a lot about travel pro show 
Um, okay. But I, I want to because I, I think, every, again, if you're watching this, go to TravelProShow.com right now. Subscribe to Andrew's stuff. It's on YouTube. Where is it's it? On, Where, yeah, it's on YouTube as yeah. well. You can just type in Travel Pro Show. I yeah. mean, it's look, it's not everyone's cup of tea. Yes, you know, it is. If, if you hate travel, you're not going to like it. Learn to like um, it. Subscribe. If you, if you hate British, like button. <laughs> if you hate British people, you probably won't like it. Well, there's um, a good reason to not like it. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, I just try and have fun with it. That's the thing. I wanted to bring look on YouTube. There's so many, thank you, Samuel. There's so many travel um, blogs, right? And I just, I didn't want to be another one of those. So I put an enormous amount of effort into making a show, a format of a show that is, it's sort of, it's got a lot in common with the late night TV shows in terms of the humor and the style. Uh, But also it's really geared towards helping you to travel smarter. So, like I said before, getting more upgrades, getting more VIP status, getting more perks when you travel. You know, if if you've um, money saving, yeah, saving a lot of money. So it's not for backpackers, you know, that type of um, uh, demographic. But you know, if if you enjoy travel, you want to do a bit more of it, but you want to travel more uh, smarter and in style and save money. Um, you know, then you'll, then you'll enjoy it. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's different. That's the thing is I, I really wanted to create something that's very different to any other the content that's out there on YouTube in the travel space. So Colleen wants to know if you like flake bars. Oh yeah. Know. She's talking what about a very uh, popular British chocolate. Um, oh. it's yeah. Cadbury's make flake. And my other favorites would be, um, crunchy bars which all americans seem to love i bring them back from my american friends and there's like it's like crack for them my um, my wife get her <laughs> brother gets her every year for christmas a box of jill type it in whatever those things are called they're the <laughs> chewy chocolate bar thing real super thin yeah. from from england he has mm-hmm. them shipped here from england um british um i shouldn't say british european chocolate is very different tasting, very different. Um, curly whirlies. Yeah, I love curly whirlies. She, she, yeah, they, they pulled from the my childhood. My that out. was my, that was my sweet treat when I was at school. Curly whirlies. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so, and I have a friend named Chocolate Johnny, um, in in Australia that has a chocolate, like it's a chocolate factory. I mean, it's, really. It, and he has shipped me. In fact, I'm sitting here right now with these. I don't even know what these things are. Honey, white chocolate honeycombs. Oh yeah, that's very popular. Honeycombs Mate. very popular in in Australia and um, yeah. England. That so, the bar that I mentioned, the crunchy. That's honeycomb. Okay, so uh, so you you've been, and again you've been to Australia. I'd love to times? visit your friend's chocolate factory. By the way, that would be a treat. I'd do an episode I, on that. I will connect you guys yeah. on Facebook Messenger. He's yeah. awesome. You'll love, love, love. If it involves guy. chocolate in Australia, sign me up. <laughs> yeah, right. Um. So so, what? One last question because I, I we're we're approaching an hour together, <laughs> and I I could talk to you all day. I'm I used to hate the British accent until I met you. <laughs> and then I have one other friend and well, it's a couple. Andrea Levenscott, who was on here earlier. She's in England. 
Um, and then another friend of mine, Dave, David lives over there. Um, he's, yeah, he's, he's an interesting guy, but anyway, um, what made you decide to start? I mean, because you're right, there's a lot of travel shows. Mm -hmm. What Mm -hmm. made you decide that you're going to throw your hat into that ring and, and start, because I, I, I love what you're doing. It's awesome. But what, why did you decide to start the show? A couple of reasons. One, um, I had done a show uh, which I had uh, started in 2007, I think. Okay. Um, which was originally, it was a business show, which was my, you know, my sort of primary topic uh, called Help My Business Sucks, uh, which eventually got changed the name to Help My Business. But that that was, yeah. um, that went to number one on iTunes and, I did that show for uh, about um, 12 years and um, I really felt like I had um, sort of done everything that I wanted to do with that show. You know, it's, it's a lot of work to create a show like that yeah. um, video and um, to make it entertaining and so on. And, uh, you know, very proud of the accomplishment that, you know, that it became so well known and put me on the map and led to speaking gigs all over the world and so on. Yeah. Um, but so so that was one aspect of it. So I was looking for a new challenge and I specifically wanted to do something that um, was not in the business space. You know, I wanted a new challenge where uh, I could go into a topic that was was not business related, but to use my marketing skills yeah. to grow it. Um, so, you know, the travel naturally came up because it's something that I'm very passionate about and, you know, have a lot of knowledge in, too. Chocolate Johnny. Yeah, now I'm curious to meet Chocolate. Yeah, John Capos is his name. <laughs> and, yeah. um, uh, but, com- you know, combined with that, there was also a practical reason of doing, or another benefit of doing the travel show in that, you know, everywhere I travel, it's a write-off because I'm I'm creating content. So, um, you know, as far wow. as a, a, a practical benefit, that was a big one. And, um uh, so, yeah, just, you know, it was, a, it was a very natural choice once I had finished the uh, other show, Help My Business. Yeah. Uh, it was a natural follow on to um, to go into another area that I was passionate about and knowledgeable. And, you know, I always recommend that, um, you know, in terms of bis- coaching people, that they stick to areas that they're passionate about. Because, you know, if, if, if you, as so many people do, they tend to jump on a bandwagon and... Yeah. Uh, invariably they end up giving up because there's there's no easy path to success you know there's always going to be roadblocks and obstacles along the way but if you're passionate about a topic it's going to make it way easier because if you're enjoying what you do it's going to make it you know you're going to overcome those uh, the trials and tribulations and so on um, now, are, so, are you making the travel pro show is that also a podcast as well uh, it's not at the moment, but I, I will in the future. In fact, I'm sort of, I'm just in the, in the early stages of growing it and, uh, we do transcribe it for those that prefer to read. Um, yeah. and it's distributed like, like you mentioned on YouTube as well. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, um, a couple of streaming channels have also picked it up now for distribution, which is amazing. Uh, wow, that's awesome. So I'm really man. excited about that, and hopefully others will in the future too. So it's avail- it's you know becoming increasingly available on different platforms, and wow. um, you know it's it's uh, 
and you mentioned about the differences. The, the other big difference about it is it's high quality. You know, my original, original background was a BBC cameraman and TV producer. So I know how to create good quality content, TV quality content. That what is BBC? I'm yeah, just kidding. BBC, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's right. I, I said, there. I said, what is BBC? Oh, what is BBC? I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. kidding. I'm kidding. So, um, so it's, it's, you know, it's a very high quality show, which I'm proud of too. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Dude, I and I'll hey, I, maybe I'll start streaming your stuff too. I'll I'll just start putting it out, um, unless you have it all copyrighted. And we'll no, no, no. Me, you then, feel free then... to. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> there's no exclusive agreement. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so so Andrew Locke, I think first off, if you are if you are not convinced, you need uh, hopefully getting to know Andrew today. Um, go get a copy of his book, Walt Disney's Way. And and it's on Amazon. I, I, can they get it on a website or just go to Amazon? You can That's go to um, WaltDisneyBook.com, and there's the audio version there as well. If you buy the um, if you oh. buy the the paperback or the hardback version, okay. Um, the, I give you the audio version for free, which is read by yours truly. And wow. um, accent uh, and yeah, all. It's it's you know it, it's uh, it's an easy read. You know, I, I've spent a lot of time to make it an easy read, but there's also um, fascinating stories about Walt, a lot yeah. of uh, very powerful business and marketing advice in there. And um, you know what? One of my favorite things is about your book. Tell me. I'm going to tell you. I'm 53 years old and, and I get these books that are like, you know, 200 pages mm. of, of, of eight point font. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Yours has nice big print yeah, in there. It's easy to read. Yeah. The, the paragraphs are separate, really separated. It's a very easy read. It's yeah, that was very great. strategic. Um, again, to do that, and uh, yeah, yeah, I'm you know I'm thrilled with the response. I get emails, uh, letters every week from uh, business owners, entrepreneurs, CEOs yeah. from all over the world that I've never met that have told me like this dude, this is the best. Well, not they don't say dude if they're English, but. I would say, dude, dude, if they're American, this yeah. is the best book I've read this year and all these types yeah. of comments. And yeah. that is makes it all worthwhile because it's a real labor of love to to, you know, yeah. many years uh, worth of writing for, uh, you know, to, to create a book like that. So uh, it's, yeah. it's thrilling to, to get that kind of response. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Andrew Locke. Andrew, you are a rock star, man. You're one of my favorite people. And I, I think that um, you know, if you have a company and you need a speaker at your event or like Andrew is a, is a four hire speaker. Um, he only speaks for free if I ask him to, so don't ask. <laughs> and I've never asked. So I, um, I love, uh, speaking, presenting anything to yeah. do with marketing and Disney and so on. Um, can and I share brilliant. the website for that quickly? Yeah. It's andrewlock.com. Just as my name is andrewlock.com. Very easy. And I'm sure the Travel Pro show is linked from there as well, I would imagine. Actually, it isn't because it's a totally Andrew. different topic, but probably I should, yeah. <laughs> well, I won't lecture you. You, you, you know There's... marketing. Um, so listen, I, everybody go follow. Where's the best place to follow you on social media? Uh, I'm not huge on uh, social media, I must admit, but I do have uh, I do have Twitter, at Andrew Locke. Um, I am... Um, 
Travel Pro Show is on Instagram and yeah. uh, I'm on Facebook too. And I'd love to connect with anybody yeah. watching. Happy to, yeah. you know, love meeting new people. And yeah. um, thank you, Jill. I, you're great you're, you're a great speaker, man. Your presentations you. are incredible. So, Andrew, thank you so much for coming on and sharing more of your global wisdom. My pleasure. And oh, by the way, do you speak Spanish? I get by. Un poquito, sí. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my best to learn, and it's there's no easier way than being immersed in it, which I love. I mean, living in Spain, yeah. eventually. Yeah. Yeah. All right, everybody, go follow Andrew. Check out the travelproshow.com. Get subscribed to his YouTube channels. Follow him everywhere, and it will um, it'll impact your life in a very positive way. So, Andrew, thank you so much. Good seeing you again. Thank you, Ken. Really appreciate it. Nice All right, we'll see we'll see you guys later. Have a great day.